Namaste. This is my pod talk number nine, the three types of happiness. Shloka two fourteen from the Srimad Bhagavad Gita. Bhagwan Krishna said, "O Arjuna, impermanent things like happiness and sadness, heat and cold, and summer and winter, come and go. They are temporary." Therefore, learn to endure them. There was once a girl called Anila. She and her father were seated in their living room, eagerly awaiting a call through which they would be given results of an important examination Anila had taken a month earlier. A positive result in the exam could land Anila a job with an excellent pay packet and great perks in the organization of her dreams. While a negative result would mean that she would have to wait another whole year in order to take the next annual examination, Anila was nervous and was biting her nails in anticipation. Then all of a sudden, the phone rang, and she jumped off her chair to answer it. The person on the other end of the phone read out her registration number and gave her the news that she had scored 95% in the exam and that she was selected for the job. Anila's joy knew no bounds, and she screamed with joy. She announced the news to her father, who hugged her and congratulated her. It had been hardly ten minutes since she had received the news, and Anila had already informed her cousins and friends about her success. She and her father were ecstatic and were planning to throw a party that evening when the phone rang again. It was the same man at the other end of the line, but this time. He apologized profusely for his mistake of misreading Anila's registration number. He confirmed that Anila had not made it, and that she would have to wait for an entire year before she could take the exam again. That was it. Anila and her father were shattered. Anila turned almost hysterical, picked up things from the table, and started hurling them on the floor. She tore her hair and began to cry loudly. Her happiness was gone. And she plunged into extreme sadness. One phone call took her to the heights of happiness and ecstasy, while another destroyed the wonderful feeling she had and shred her morale to bits. The telephone calls were external factors that had direct control over the state of Anila's mind as well as that of her father. Happiness is something that everyone strives to achieve. It is an ideal state of mind, of feeling nice, that can be achieved by successfully completing a task, by acquiring something one longed for, by winning someone's heart, by earning a lot of money, or for many other reasons that can give a person pleasure. However, many people overlook the fact that happiness is a fleeting feeling, and if it is founded on an external factor. It will certainly not stay long. On the other hand, people also experience unhappiness when something unpleasant happens. Someone says or does something bad. When they lose someone or something, or simply when they don't get what they want. The Oxford English Dictionary defines happiness as a the state of feeling or showing pleasure. B the state of being satisfied that something is good or right. 
Happiness can be simply defined as the feeling you get when things give you pleasure. It is a state of mind which can be reached and also influenced both by oneself as well as by allowing external factors to do so. Bhagavan Krishna spoke to Arjuna about the three classifications of happiness. Shloka 18.36 of the Srimad Bhagavad Gita Now hear from me, Arjuna, of the three kinds of pleasure in which the soul and the body enjoys and reaches the end of all pain. 18.37 The happiness which first seems like poison but in the end is like nectar is said to be sattvic. It is born of one's intellect which is situated in self-realization. Shloka 1838 The happiness or pleasure which is first like nectar due to the contact of sense organs and sense objects but in the end is like poison is said to be rajasic. Shloka 1839 The pleasure which shrouds self-realization right from the beginning until the end and is derived from sleep, indolence and delusion is declared to be tamasic. 1840 There is no being either on earth or in celestial abodes and not even among deities that is free from these three gunas or qualities which are born of nature. A person's happiness and the type of their happiness depend on their three gunas. Everyone exists in a web of their own gunas and it is the dominant one among the three gunas in them that forms their nature and general character. It is important to note that the sattvic guna is the only guna from which one can move higher attain a state of trigunatita, which means a state that transcends all the gunas and proceed towards attaining Brahman. Shloka 256 He who is not agitated or disturbed, despite the threefold miseries, is also not euphoric when he has comforts and is free from attachment, fear and anger, is a sage with a steady mind. The threefold miseries are the miseries that stem from the mind and body, miseries caused by other beings, and miseries caused by natural calamities and catastrophes over which one has no control. Shloka 257 He who is free from attachment and neither rejoices when he achieves good nor hates evil has steady wisdom and perfect knowledge. Shloka 1853 A person who has given up egoism False strength, arrogance, anger, desire and covetousness is free from possessiveness and is always peaceful, is fit to attain to Brahman or superconsciousness. Shloka 1854 Becoming Brahman, serene in the self, he neither grieves nor desires. He is the same to all beings and he attains supreme devotion unto me. Arjuna had earlier asked Bhagavad Krishna to help him by showing him. Shloka 6.33 Arjuna said, This yoga of equanimity taught by you, O Krishna, I do not see its steady continuance because of restlessness of the mind. 6.34 The mind is certainly restless, turbulent, strong and unyielding, O Krishna. I think it is extremely difficult to control it, 
just as wind is. Shloka 6.35 The Blessed Bhagwan said, Undoubtedly, a mighty-armed Arjuna, the mind is restless and is difficult to control, but it can be restrained through practice and dispassion. Shloka 3.36 Yoga is difficult to attain for a person whose mind is not controlled, but it is possible for one who has his mind under control and works through prescribed means. If you are dependent on others or on material possessions to make you happy or feel good, it could only mean that it is not you but others and material objects that have control over the state of your mind. A strong and self-respecting person should never allow external factors to affect the state of their mind and go to the extent of causing them unhappiness. Permitting others or empowering them to be the reason for your happiness or sadness causes your state of mind to be a toy that others play around with, which, if they wished, they could also destroy any time. Learning to be the master of one's own mind needs to be the first step before taking up any task or challenge in life. Before starting a job, a project, a relationship or anything, it would be advisable to think it over clearly weigh the pros and cons and begin with a calm mind. A person who rushes into something runs the risk of experiencing pain in the future should things not go as planned. But on the contrary, any task taken up by a person with a balanced mind has a low or zero probability of failure. Shloka 2.38 Krishna said, Fight the battle, treating alike pleasure and pain gain and loss, as well as victory and defeat. By doing so, you will not sin. American poet and writer Archibald MacLeish said something brutally true. He said, the only thing about a man that is a man is his mind. Everything else you can find in a pig or a horse. But for the mind, people wouldn't even know they exist or who they are. The mind is the interface between the self, the brain and the physical body. A person's knowledge of the Srimad Bhagavad Gita, which is the greatest mind management manual ever, along with the right way of applying that knowledge in life, however distressing the situation they may be in, will keep them afloat, living, discovering, inventing, creating, building and also serving others apart from being naturally happy. A person who has the mind totally under control experiences sattvic happiness which is truly blissful and never ends in pain. Sincerely loving Bhagavan Krishna and sacrificing all actions unto him can completely safeguard people from unhappiness, bitterness, fear, hatred and all other negative qualities and influences. Shoka 9.27 Krishna said, Whatever you do, whatever you eat, Whatever you offer in sacrifice, whatever you give, whatever you practice as austerity, Arjuna, do it for me and as an offering unto me. Shloka 9.28 By doing so, you will be freed from the bonds of action that result in good and in bad. By being free and with your mind guided by the principle of the yoga of renunciation, you will attain to me. May your hearts be calm, blissful, 
and filled with sattvic happiness forever. Thank you. Much love and affection. Jai Shri Krishna.